Hey everybody, welcome to Band Advice TV, and this is the Matt and Mark Bout Music Podcast. I am your co-host, Mark Allen V, broadcasting to you live from a good social distancing from my partner in crime. Hey, how y'all doing, Earth Rockers? I'm Matt Mason. How's it going, Matt? Good, man. What are you doing? And just trying to figure out this technology, you know, there's just, there's a hundred different flavors of uh, trying to uh, achieve what we're trying to achieve. And, uh, you know, with, with all the computers and stuff I got laying around here, I still can't quite get what I'm wanting to get, but we'll get there. I mean, this is only our second shot. We're trying to do this, this, uh, this remote uh, broadcasting, podcasting thing. And, you know, everybody's having the same, uh, everyone's having the same kind of growing pains. I know that, uh, you know, my church has been doing a remote broadcast now for three weeks, and every week it's like it's getting closer and closer, more and more professional. I've been helping a couple other buddies on Facebook that are trying to do similar stuff with their church, and yeah, just these little struggles that you deal with. It's the, you know, trying to find the right connector to connect into your iPhone so that then it'll go to your sound system, and then you get this bad buzz, so, well, because you got this microphone cable going across the power cable. It's just, just crazy technology but you know welcome to uh virtual living right how you doing man i've been thinking hard about that very thing here lately because you know it's sort of forcing us musicians into actually embracing this newer technology yeah. because you know we want to be creative and so we're kind of limited now everybody's you know there's no live shows now. Right. Not in person. And so it's cool to see, you know, kind of what everybody's doing. You know, some of them are going to a club they play at, doing a live remote from there. Some of them are, you know, sitting in the room. And it's just, I've been enjoying a bunch of different things from a bunch of different people, you know. And it's almost like you can tell kind of who's comfortable, more comfortable than, than others and you know sort of like everybody's having to force to be learning all this stuff yeah absolutely yeah i've been uh, watching some of our buddies out there uh brandon clark's been doing his thing uh mike mcclure has one going on on monday nights uh of course i've also been watching some of the pros too steve Vai, he's he's gone virtual now he's got he's got two different podcasts that he's doing uh he's got the one on tuesdays which is the alien guitar love secrets whatever uh <laughs> Which that that was really cool because it talks about the music business stuff. But then his one on Thursday is more philosophical and and spiritual. And and I he was really he was kind of a kind of a modern in Sharma. It's like really interesting Dude, stuff that he's doing. I mean, that guy is so inspiring on levels other than just seriously one of the greatest modern electric guitarists of all time. Beyond that, the guy is right. spiritual and mental sort of perspectives i mean what he's put out there is worth who knows if you take every one of those things he talks about and kind of think about it it'll expand your mind i've been just really enjoying that so so refreshing yeah about a year or so ago i read an article on him and he's talking about how he battled that case of depression back back in the days when he was with zappa it's like he's 22 on top of the world playing with zappa and all that and he's battling depression and he just I don't, I can't recollect right offhand what his turning point was, but he he just kind of got to this point where it's like you only have so much space in your head, and 
you're not going to kick everything out of your head, but it's, you choose what you're going to pay attention to. It's like, oh, right. You know, when you feel yourself starting to think some stuff, well, then you just like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going there. Just not going to go there. It's like, so that's, that's a practice I've been trying to do. And I kind of find it, it helps out, you know, sometimes, sometimes there's just a lot of stuff, but you know, it's, you know, I'm really enjoying watching his stuff. I'm enjoying watching a a bunch of the other guys out there, especially some of our contemporaries. And uh, one of the takeaways I'm getting from this though, it's like, I think it's important that everybody is consistent with their time slots. I think what you have to do is you got to establish yourself saying that I am going to play every Sunday from four to six or every Tuesday from this time to this time, because what, well, here's, here's a case in point. I was, I was, I remember when, um, uh, Will Smith was, uh, doing some research when he's going to record, I am legend when he's going to do that movie. And one of the things he talked to a lot of people that were confined and, and hostages or prisoners and stuff like that. They said the thing that really got them through it is having a schedule, a very rigid schedule that they kept to every day. And, and you can see that in that movie too. He, he had this really rigid schedule that he kept with. Well, we're kind of in a similar situation. We're all kind of confined. We're all kind of looking for, you know, what is our new schedule and, and what, what are the things that we can look forward to? So I think you know, it's kind of our responsibility as as uh, content creators and stuff like that to to uh, do exactly that to have the uh, have some schedule out there so that we know what to look forward to. Otherwise, you're just going to get kind of lost in the mess. I'm afraid. Sorry, what do you think? I think that you're right. I think there's a tremendous amount of uh, traffic out there nowadays. But I also think, you know, it's almost like, man, sometimes you got to kind of sweep away the ashes to make the fire bigger. And so instead of, you know, playing gigs, traditional sense, now it's all of a sudden you book your own gigs. Mm-hmm. And and you, you can directly market to your people who are interested in what you're doing. And so times like this, it's kind of like easy to get down and depressed, but what really is, is like the turn the negative into a positive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so instead of thinking, oh my gosh, life as I've known it is over for however long, you got to think about, okay, life is I know it is over, but how do I proceed forward with the current conditions and the current climate, the current whatever's happening? And so it's a, it's a challenge. It is. At whatever level you're at technology-wise, there's always something more to learn in being a musician. And what it means to be a musician in 2020 is much different than what it meant to be a musician in 1920. Well, even in 2019, I mean, come on. We were looking at, at, at what it was like, you know, this time last year we are talking about going to a DIY musician and, you know, your, your famous quote, it's the greatest time and the worst time to be, be an independent musician. Wow, that has all changed now because it's like we've just, we've, we've got to scrap everything that we've been trying to teach ourselves 
in the last several years and, and just start over. And, uh, but yeah, really, it's like you, you're taking off your musician hat, you're putting on your content creator hat, you're trying to find ways of getting out there because you've got to constantly, I think the only way that you're going to weather this is that you've got to constantly engage your audience and you've got to constantly give them, got to give them that feed every week, every couple days, whatever. And uh, consistency, absolutely. And I think, I think it might be beneficial too if some of, uh, some of us kind of maybe coordinated with others saying, okay, well, you're going to do this slot, then I'll do this slot and do this slot. And then, you know, that way we're not stepping on each other's toes and fighting for the same, same person, you know? So, I mean, there's, I can see kind of a consortium of local musicians getting together and trying to help each other out and, you know, go from show to show to show. Cause I know it's like last week when I was uh, Sunday, you know, sitting down having a cocktail and kind of preparing for the week. And as I was watching Brandon play his thing and then, then it was over. It's like, Hmm. Hmm. Well, what do I do now? <laughs> Still got a half a drink here. I want to watch some more original music and stuff. So, you know, maybe that's, that's something that uh, some of you guys out there can give it a shot and, and see how it goes and let us know, let us know what ideas, what things you guys are doing. Cause it's, it's a brave new world out there right now. And uh, we're all experimenting and uh, yeah. <laughs> so what, what stuff have you done this week, man? Well, this week I've been doing a lot of just uh, what I call high art thinking. Okay. It's kind of involved what I was just talking about. Sure. And uh, like I said, I'm kind of using this to try to accompany and accomplish a variety of things. And so those things are generating new material getting some uh, archive stuff out there, writing some new stuff, working on my website, working on how do I go forward in this new mold, you know? Right. And, and so it's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at like what the positives are and what I've got that will serve as a, a propellant to take me forward I'm looking around at those things and figuring out just how to pack them in the back of the truck so they push forward. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've been working a little bit around here on the house, kind of like cleaning up a little bit, doing some gardening. I planted a bunch of stuff. And, you know, it's therapeutic. You know, I, I like to do like something for half an hour, an hour, two hours, then I go do something else. Yeah. So I've been, you know, rearranging some of my records, organizing some of that stuff, you know, and uh, then maybe you pull out two or three you want to listen to that night while you're making dinner. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, I haven't heard Kind of Blue by Miles Davis in three or four years. Let's, I'm going to put it on at dinner time and, and listen to Kind of Blue by Miles Davis and appreciate it for what it is and all its glory. And then, you know, the next thing may be something completely different. So you're, I'm just feeling like I'm in this super creative phase right now. And I'm just like, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Great. So you uh, got any plans or any uh, desires to try to go and do the, uh, like, Facebook Live little concerts, little gigs like uh, several of our, our pals are doing these days? Get your little. Well, 
what what yeah. I was I've been thinking about this and kind of you know like I think I'm going to do a few different kinds of things you know Instagram live Facebook live YouTube live and so I imagine my goals right now are to do something like you know Thursday night and maybe sometime during the day before the end of the week who knows and just you know like uh make it not so much a concert whatever just kind of like a hang you know just talk about music talk about guitars play some riffs talk about some songs tell some stories you know just kind of a virtual hang cool that'll be cool then you know maybe i'll, I'll come on and do like something like okay this is a 30 minute performance and it's going to be, you know, some theme or something, you know, just I, I, like I said, the sky's the limit. There's nobody who says you can't do that. Right. Right. You know, one's saying you know, that you got I, a I play, place. I, oh, go ahead. I mean, you know, it's like you take chances like that and it's just liberating. It's refreshing. It's like, it's your own show and, and the people vote with their uh, views and, and, you know, their support. And so it's just, I mean, it's the best times and it's the worst of times, the same thing. It's just amplified yeah. more on both ends. So this, uh, the live stuff that you're going to do, are you going to be doing covers at all or strictly originals? And I ask, of course, cause there's the big question about, uh, licensing right now so it's uh, i'm having a hard time myself finding answers on on how stringent they're going to be on licensing with this this brave new world of uh virtual gigs so well you know i i know uh i know a guy that he's from chicago originally but he lives in los angeles he runs his own studio i mean he's had placements in movies he's um just a super talented multi-instrumentalist. Uh, he runs a studio in, in the Los Angeles area. And, uh, you know, he's been rolling out every night. He's been playing one of his entire albums, you know, and in some cases, these albums, all the music is written by him. It's copywritten by him. It's been registered, you know, in his performing rights organization for eight years. And, he's been shut down a couple of times for supposed copyright violations of his own material. Isn't that so crazy? what's going on, I think is they've got some kind of software that's listening to the similarities in songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like Shazam. It's and against, a, against a database of things they know to exist that are claimed as copywritten. I think there is some kind of way of, Hey, this sounds an awful lot like this song in the database. Is it this song in the database? Then they're shutting him down. And I'm just like, so I'm, I'm kind of considering what to do and how to do it. You know? Yeah. See, uh, with, with Facebook and those guys you use it, it's a lot of like, uh, I'm sure you've dealt with Shazam and, uh, you know, we don't want to find out who's singing what song you do the Shazam thing. And I actually read a white paper on how they did that algorithm. It's really pretty brilliant. Uh, what totally. it does is takes a song and it cuts it up into one second segments and it measures certain metrics like volume, pitch, so on and so forth. 
and then it'll go through then as it's listening it'll take you know 10 15 seconds or whatever and start matching each of those seconds up against the database until it finds some matches and it's just amazing how quickly and actually when shazam came out when they first started building this thing you're supposed to work on your old flip phones it was you know this before iphone came out so you were supposed to take the sample and then text it to them and then they would text back to you that was their whole business model but then of course yeah iPhone came out and that changed everything. But anyway, those the same kind of algorithms that Facebook and these guys are using. And uh, now it works great against pre-recorded material and they'll shut you down pretty quick. In fact, I was helping a friend of mine. He's trying to get the audio going for his church service and he had some uh, Dave Crowder playing in the background and Facebook cops came and shut him down. They says, we're cutting off the audio right now. It's like, well, but, 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 but I'm just testing, but still. The question that we're trying, I'm trying to figure out is like, if you are going to play the song, you know, because some of the, some of the guys that are out there that are doing this stuff. I, I know that they're not going through and licensing every cover song they're playing. Now my church will go through and they'll license through CCLI what songs they're going to play live. They've cut way back based on that. And they're kind of going back to the old school hymns and stuff. But, uh, you know, so how does that work? You know, is ASCAP going to step in? ASCAP's kind of kept their hands out of, out of the uh, the online realm. Uh, so it's it's just interesting. You know, and, and to your point, well, too, it's you're created a whole new. It's created like a whole new level. It's created like a whole new level of publishing, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. You know, to your point, you know, you're talking about. Uh, you know, his, that one guy's uh, stuff getting flagged for copyright infringement. I'll go through and I'll look at my YouTube videos and, you know, for this song, I mean, for our podcast here, I've got that snippet of the uh, Christmas time blues and about every other one of those, you know, the YouTube will flag. It says that the audio in here has been claimed by the copyright owner and it's CD baby claiming it on my behalf. So they're actually collecting some royalties for me on my own videos. So, yay. You know, those half a pennies really add up after a while. But it's just, it's crazy how all that works. So, I don't know. I, I'm almost tempted to get on the phone with somebody and just try to find out. Because these, these online gigs aren't going away. There are only going to be more and more of them. It's like, it'll be interesting to see if they're going to maybe offer some sort of blanket license. Maybe ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC will say, okay, here's a blanket license. You know, you pay us 25 bucks a month and you can play anything from our catalogs. I mean, I think that would be really the cool way to go. And because uh, I tell you, they could go in really quick and start shutting people down and start sending them bills saying, hey, you owe us $1,500 because you play this song and you had this many people. It's like, <sighs> so, yeah, yeah. Have you heard of, of people that, getting bills like that? Not yet, not yet. But I tell you, when I was doing some web development, uh, one of my clients had given me a bunch of uh, clip art to put on their web page. They got a bill. They got a bill from Getty Images, and and uh, you know, and the guy's like, "Well, did you license the stuff?" It's like, "No, you gave me the you gave me the images to use. Licensing's up to you." And they got hit with a you know, several thousand dollars, like ten thousand dollar bill, because there was the four or five images on there on the website. So it's like. So they have companies out there that actually just scour the internet and try to try to do that. And I'm sure that there's some opportunities out there right now that are going to be doing the same thing and try to scour the internet, listen to these audio files and see who's covering what songs. But 
I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, this is all three weeks in. That's what's crazy. We're only three weeks. Well, I mean, that can work in a good way. And here's how it can work in a good way. You know, uh, I feel like the public is really, really, it's really tender to try to place an original song that they don't know that they've never heard before. Whether you're with the Rolling Stones or you're, you know, Joe Blow in Pocatello, Idaho. And so by putting a little bit tighter rain on the cover songs, it's going to force people to play original shows, original stuff. Uh-huh. And so I think it might, you know, weed out some of the people that are just pure cover bands. Mm-hmm. Because, hey, okay, we can get, you know, we can do a show online and play all covers. We're an a, a 80s metal cover band. Nothing we play is original. If they could get to the point where, all right, well, if you're going to play a 20-song set online and get your fans to tip, then we're going to kind of take an average of how many people watched, how many people tuned in, and you're going to be, like, responsible to remit performance, some other kind of publishing to Mm -hmm. the owners of those copyrights. That's where I see it going, kind of. It definitely could. Um, you know, like I said, the best case scenario is that they'd offer some sort of blanket license. And then I don't know if this is going to, it probably would be, a, if you're doing a video, it would probably be a synchronization license because you're syncing up your audio with your video. And so does a live Facebook live stream considered synchronization possibly? I don't know. Cause it's, this is kind of a new, new field right now. And, uh, so maybe if they were to say, okay, we're going to offer just a flat monthly rate. You know, if you got all the musicians out there that are doing Facebook Live stuff right now and they all chipped in 25 bucks a month to, to license this stuff, that's going to be quite, quite the honeypot there that can be distributed amongst their artists and publishers or their, their songwriters and publishers. So it's like... Absolutely. I, that would be, I think, a best case scenario. Make it affordable. Get get the get some ch- change in the pocket of the people that are they're creating the music, and then allow the people that are out there trying to earn a couple bucks off of it earn a couple bucks. And you know, anyway, that, that's that's my hope. <laughs> you know, but you know, to your point though, let's get more original music out there. I mean, I kind of kind of released inadvertently released a little song this this last week, and it's uh, doing pretty well. Got uh, got a bunch of shares and. Uh, I've got a bunch of views and stuff on it. It's been kind of fun for just something I piddled around and did in my uh, <laughs> my bedroom one night. So, yeah. So, when, when are we going to hear okay, some Okay, so you've got it on YouTube and you've got it as a single on... Uh, Not yet. Download no. services yet or what? Not yet. No, what, uh, what I did was just a little Facebook video that I just threw up there. I had wrote the song last week. My... Uh, our, yeah, our, our, our band director at the church says, "Hey, you know, since you can't come in and play, can you can you just film yourself doing something?" And so I just filmed myself doing that and sent it to him. I guess they're gonna put it up tomorrow. And uh, you know, Friday night, it's like, you know what? I'm just gonna throw this out here, see see what people think. So uh, I mean, the the it's 
it's got some pretty good headway. So it's kind of my goal this week to maybe sit down and, and record a little bit better version of it and actually get it out there and <clears throat> release it, you know, use up one of my $7 credits on CD baby and release that thing, and get it out there. So, All right, so now it's like up to us to be creative, to be figure out ways of releasing our music. And there's no holds barred. It's like we can release something just as easy as somebody famous can release something. Right. It's just here getting ourselves heard out there through all the chatter. I mean, somebody that's got a half a million followers is going to do a lot better than somebody has got a handful of followers like we do, but... You know, I, I, maybe I'm just still idealistic and uh, still have that, you know, tad bit of that uh, teenage dreamer in me. But I think that, uh, I think if you got the right song, it'll make its way out there. People will find it. People will pass it along. So just trying to get that right song, right? Well, you know, there's a couple of ways of thinking about all that. And... You know, you can kind of think about it like, well, I'm going to try to round up an audience of people and try to, like, satisfy them and write music that they would like to hear. Or you can kind of go at it to where, like, hey, I'm, I'm doing what I want to do no matter what it is. I, I follow my own muse, and if people catch on to what I'm doing, then that's cool. And, you know, being either way kind of is risky to the traditional record label model, you know. And so now it's like everybody's kind of on a little bit more even playing field. You know, I used to have to pay 30 bucks to see Cody Canada for two hours. Now I can watch him three times a week for whatever I decide I want to send over there figuratively. Right. And, and it's like that's in empowering in a lot of ways now you know it's like there's a, a hard rock trio that i listened to from uh, dallas their european tour got canceled and they uh decided to do a live stream on saturday night and they got over a hundred thousand viewers Wow. A hundred thousand viewers. Wow. Now, this insane. band is very good. They're still, I mean, they're still, they're very good, but they're still kind of underground. Mm -hmm. So when they go out to these, on these tours, they're playing clubs that are like, in some cases, 50 people capacity up to, you know, 2,000. Maybe they get on some festivals, but half of what they're playing is way, way less than 100,000 people. Mm -hmm. So the power is they don't have to put wear on their body and wear on their van and wear on their psyche to tra traipse all over the world when they can reach 100,000 people from the rehearsal space in Dallas. Now we're getting someplace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right, though. It does, it does even everything out. And, uh, you know, I think playing it smart, playing it consistent, you know, so that when somebody has a, a great night watching you, they know that they can come back the same time next week, same bat channel, same bat time, and uh, catch you again. And, uh, 
I honestly, even even before all this went down, you know, being a content creator is consistency, and that's not the easiest thing always to do. But uh, but yeah, but nowadays, especially if you're doing your live shows and stuff. So so what do you got on tap for this week? You said you're gonna experiment with some stuff. You're gonna try a YouTube thing, so that's gonna be kind of a hangout Q and A thing. Your Facebook version and Instagram live are gonna be the same way, kind of a hangout, play a song. Let people type back with you, things like that. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking I'm just gonna like take it as it comes, man. I've always been a free spirit kind of person, and so no, you know, one thing I one thing I kind of have been enjoyed is like um, Paul Stanley of all people from Kiss. He's just yeah. been like doing, you know, maybe a twenty minute segment talking a little bit about the band, playing some riffs by himself at his home studio. And it's just riveting. It's fascinating stuff. He's tells stories. He's like, shows you how to play, you know, hotter than hell or whatever it is he's doing. It's like 15 minutes or something like that. I mean, this is really cool. This is Paul Stanley. Like you've not seen Paul Stanley before. It was very intimate. And so, uh, say again, well, it's very intimate and personal. You actually feel like you're talking with them. Right, because, you know, nowadays it's hip to charge $1,000 to meet the band backstage in an arena show, and you're getting 15 minutes three times a week from somebody who charges $1,000 to shake their hand and sign one item. Mm-hmm. And so it's really pretty cool. So I thought I might try to like do something like that. Uh, do some play alongs with some of my tunes, solos, you know, uh, like I said, I've been gathering information for the last couple of weeks and, you know, reading these blogs and listening to these people online, you know, it's just been like, really really inspiring and i'm i'm scared but i'm looking forward to what comes around the corner well the beauty of this is it's not costing anything <laughs> it's costing bandwidth you know it's uh it's costing your time and there's a lot of time on our hands so you know you're not you're not giving up gigs getting up giving up paying gigs in order to sit at home and try to do this stuff you're stuck at home and so yeah man best of luck to you definitely get the stuff out there and let us know when you're when you're going to be playing man i think i'm going to do the same thing i'm you know just gonna sit down and maybe do a little session here and there talk about one or two of my originals and kind of the, the story behind it and uh you know I'm, i've been a writing machine lately so you know who knows who knows maybe Maybe I'll just try to write a song a week and that'll be kind of a challenge and we can talk about that. So we'll see. Yeah, man. It's just like I said, it's like, you know, turn the pot the negatives into the positives. Exactly. I mean, you know, when I got in the, in the accident, uh, you know, when I got burnt or whatever, I've had, you know, several months in a row between those two incidents in the last five years to kind of like, not be in the daily grind of having to go play all the time. And, you know, I was able to think differently and pursue different things that 
help you to kind of go forward in a different way, you know? I mean, man, I've been doing it a long time, and, like, the burnout factor is real. You can get just flat burnout on. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. You and I went through a big old thing of that many years ago, and, you know, it, it, it weighed heavy on our friendship for many years, and finally, finally I grew up and, uh, and got past that, but it's like crying out loud. It's, uh, yeah. You, well, those you, nudes you, you sent me, that, that really helped when you sent those nudes. <laughs> <laughs> that was by accident. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But no, but the burnout factor is true. I mean, you, you sit there and you see these bands that are super successful. They're playing all the hot spots and all of a sudden they just break up or somebody punches somebody out on stage and you're like, why? You know, because well, music is a very personal thing. And when you are not clicking with the other people on the same personal level, it gets it, very passionate. So, but yeah. Yeah, this is a, you know, week three we'll see what happens and i i uh, look forward to chatting with you next week and uh kind of get the uh, get the lowdown on what you did and what i did and kind of have some pointer success well hopefully whatever you know well i'm i'm working real hot and heavy right now and picking the track listing for those four singles that i've been talking about yeah great so, you know, each, each of the four singles, which are going to be available on the website, are going to have, you know, a song, uh, the album cut, then a live cut, an unreleased studio track. You know, it's going to be basically like 20 songs, but 15 songs that nobody's heard yet. Nice. nice. So I'm kind of like working on the little covers for those and, trying to get it arranged on the website where it looks decent and just trying to um, work with like we transfer, you know, I mean, I'm sending these mm -hmm. tracks to uh, this guy in Poland to master them. Oh, okay. He's agreed to, he's agreed to help me. Uh, I got, I got a hold of him through a webzine kind of like thing that I belong to. And he's willing to help anybody that's, you know, wanting to want to do something during this downtime, and so I'm really excited. I mean, he works on some heavy metal stuff, but I mean, I'm excited to hear what he's going to do with songs that aren't really heavy metal. You know? Yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of that fearless. Let's just go with the art, man. Let's do some art. Exactly. Exactly. What else do I got to do? <laughs> Work in your garden. So we'll tell me about well, after I do that for 30 minutes. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's kind of wrap up, uh, this podcast and give me kind of a quick lowdown. What you growing in your garden, man. Man, I got a lettuce, spinach, onions, broccoli so far. Then I've got, uh, cantaloupes, uh, watermelons, uh, beans, peppers started you know in trays so like mm -hmm. the frost the frost dates april 15th around here but still it can be dicey up into may yeah so you know i usually try to get something in the ground around this time of year but you got to keep it covered up and stuff so i i you know i'm reading the almanac i'm reading online i'm out there digging i'm you know it's just it's therapeutic stuff man nice nice so you doing any jalapenos 
I always grow about, you know, four to five different versions of peppers, you know, Tapatillos, Anaheim's. Um, my friend Steve-O, I think, he's threatening to give me some of these Scotch bonnets or something really hot, you know. It's like, Ooh, nice. Yeah, and then, like, the Hungarians, they're, like, you know, kind of light green, orange, or orange and green. And some of them are real hot. Some of them are just sweet. So, I mean, I've grown probably 20 very varieties of peppers over 30 years of gardening, you know. Awesome. Well, if you have any uh, surplus, let me know. I, I tend to uh, kind of gotten into pickle and canning some uh, some jalapenos lately, and I got a pretty nice little recipe. Tasting pretty good. So. Man, well, it's right. just like it's a real science because, you know, you can buy those big jars of five gallons of jalapenos, but they're all mush. Right. And it's like, are they are they cooking them too long? Are they what are they doing? You know, it's just a real art to getting like what I consider to be like a good, flavorful, crisp, pickled jalapeno. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, this is good talk, man. I can't wait to uh, give a give a shout out to you next week, and we'll see what happens. And uh, you know, definitely. Text me. Tell me when you're going to be online. We'll get that published out there. We'll let people know. I will do the same with you. Uh, we'll just we'll just take over this thing, this thing here, fancy fangled internet thing. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Sounds good. You know, got to get our toe in the water somehow. Exactly. All right. Well, all you guys out there, I hope uh, hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys have. Uh, Manage to keep your head above water. This is, uh, we're going to be in it for the long haul. I mean, this is, uh, isn't going away anytime soon, but I think we'll be, we'll manage. I mean, we got the love and the passion for, uh, for our music and art. We somehow get it out there and manage to survive. So just, you know, keep the faith, keep the peace. Until next time, I am Mark Allen V, and this is my co host, Matt Mason. And this is the Matt and Mark About Music Podcast here on Bandit by Stock TV. Peace.